Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, a show that for the first time in weeks has a full complement, has a London correspondent, has the Isle of Wight folk, has me in the Midlands, and me, who am I? My name is Tosin, I am your host, I am in a small town called Bromsgrove near Birmingham, and joining me as always on the Isle of Wight are Sharon Bollen. Hello. Yay, Sharon, who has a new microphone, which means that we don't sound like we are trying to put her in the corner. And as we know, nobody puts Sharon in the corner. <laughs> yeah, and um, also joining us on the Isle of Wight this week, Sean. Hello there. Yes, Hello. Sean. And joining us all the way over, well, oh, fresh from New York with a New York-sized bug is Holly Nesling, a London correspondent. Hi. Hi, Holly. Holly Bunny. Yes, if anybody sees any of these clips that we put up on YouTube, you will notice that we have three boxes with people's faces and one that just says Holly Nestling. And the re and Holly, would you like to tell us the reason why we're not seeing your lovely features this evening? Because my nose is red and swollen and puffy and peeling and I look revolting and nobody deserves to see this. It's bad enough that I have to if I pass a mirror. But, but you would still say New York was worth it. Absolutely, completely and utterly worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. So now what do we do on this show? On Netflix vs. Cinema, we go to the cinema each week and we see a couple of films. We rate them out of five. We stay at home and we watch a whole bunch of things. We rate them out of five. And then we put them all together, find out an average, and we say, where has our money been better spent this week? Now, we have Sean. We have a Sean. You know like that scene in The Avengers where... Loki is like, I have all the hordes of blah, blah, blah. And Iron Man just goes, we have a Hulk. I feel like that's, <laughs> I feel like when it goes to cinema viewing, it's just kind of like, well, we have a Sean. Because Sean <laughs> right. goes and watches everything so much that it gave me a little bit of anxiety with one of the films that we're going to talk about this week. But, oh, but so in cinema this week, Holly, you've just got enough of plane. You're excused. But Sean, what have you seen? Okay, in cinema this week, I, I went for a rewatch of uh, Don't Worry, Darling. Yep. Good Sharon. Good Sharon. And um, I saw uh, The Warrior King and Mrs. Harris goes to The Woman Paris. King. Yes, The Woman King. Yes. Okay, okay. The Woman King. What did I say? You said The Warrior King. Oh, The, the Woman King. Sorry. <laughs> the Woman King. Yeah. I was thinking, I was, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, that, the that is a film. That is a film as well. Yes, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go The Woman King. And so obviously, Sharon, you went to see Don't Worry, Darlene. Yes. And I've also seen, not with Shawnee, but I have also been to see. Uh, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris, and I, I, I was oh, on our WhatsApp group. I was telling you guys that I feel like I'm, I might need to hand in my film watching badge because <laughs> for another route, for another yeah, another week, stuff has got in the way. Like my, yeah, um, most of my viewing and most of my life has has centered around a soon to be two year old. <laughs> which is why I have been watching quite a lot of classic Disney at home. Mm -hmm. I can tell you everything about the boss, the boss baby back in business <laughs> <laughs> on Netflix. They do, they do like to watch stuff again and again, don't they? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This, this oh. is the funny thing. She, like she, she actually doesn't, she watches some stuff again and again, mostly stuff on YouTube. There is a, there is a Nigerian um, channel called Bino and Fino, which is brilliant. I can totally recommend it. And I've, I've actually learned stuff watching that channel. Um, but but yeah, but there's some stuff where I just find like a series and let like let Netflix keep going through. And so she's watched the she's watched the Boss Baby back in business. We've watched quite a bit of the old school Disney. So I could talk to you about that, but I decided I'll save, especially you, Sharon, the pain of talking about something animated <laughs> and go forward with it. But it means that I yeah I haven't made it to the cinema in the last week. Well, actually, I did see Don't Worry, Darling, but I haven't seen I haven't been to see anything new. And so I mean, I think the place to start this week is probably with the woman king the i think the king. woman king is it's a it's it's a big thing and this is and because as i said as we haven't shown i was talking about us have about it giving me anxiety it was the fact that i knew this film was out and i knew that because we have a sean sean was going to see it <laughs> and and every now and then i'm not sure whether it happens to you guys but but for me a film comes out and i i'm just going okay I want to be the one to talk about this film when we talk about it on the podcast. I want to be the one to review this film. I want to be involved in the discussion. And The Woman King came out and I was like, oh, Sean's going to see this film. I want to be the one who talks about this film. <laughs> this is the kind of film that I've been talking about, the kind of film that I've been talking about that I would make myself for, for years. And, and 
I was trying everything to get to the cinema and then life just said no. <laughs> life kept saying no. And so I unfortunately have not seen The Woman King to my sadness. So Sean, I'm going to keep quiet now. I'm going to hand over to you and I'm just going to sort of like, you know, stew and mumble and grumble while you tell us about The Woman King. Okay, well, I will, because, I mean, the thing is, I was really hoping you, you would see this as well, because then you could tell me, because I know when we watched um, Avengers, uh, the Avengers, the first Avengers film, where, where we spoke about, you know, the costumes, and, and also with oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. film, when we spoke about the costumes and things like that. And yeah, I was yeah, yeah. The, the, I, was I think it was... There, I, I was thinking, I wish Tozin was here, and then I could say, <laughs> what would you reckon? And he might say, oh, yeah, that's from uh, West Africa, that's from... And so, because I think in this film, they tried to incorporate... You know a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of african sort of tribal dress and traditions and things so when you do see it you can you can tell yeah me. yeah because the the film uh, for what i can understand the film is based on an actual tribe on an actual sort of like group mm. warrior women who existed in the dahomey tribe which i believe is somewhere near it's it is west africa and i believe it's somewhere out cameroon way right. but um but yeah but so tell us about this film okay so this film yeah it's, it's about um Dahomey is a small kingdom and uh, they've got a, a regiment or they that are called the King's Guard and they're all female and they're all um, you know they, they have to live uh, sort of they're not allowed to, to have babies they're not allowed to take husbands they live in like a, a compound they do a lot of training so I guess a bit like the Amazons and um, but what, what's good about this as well is there's also what a fun, I really like because I mean from the trailer I thought I'm not sure about this I'm not sure about this yeah but they actually have men in the army as well so they've got strong men as well so it's not just it's not just purely I thought in the big scenes it's not just purely women there are yeah. there are men in the army as well that when they do fight the men actually fight with them. and there's there's some dude he doesn't really say a lot but he's like the, the another general a man general and and I was quite impressed with him. I was really impressed with him. I thought, yeah, he played a good, because he's strong as well. And they made no bones about it. I know there seems to be a lot of controversy on this, but so basically they, they were a slave, slave estate as well. So they used to capture slaves to sell to the Europeans. Yeah. Um, and, and there's also this, this other tribe, which I can't remember the name of the other tribes, Well, there's two tribes and they're the same. And they decide one of the tribes is like, um, they want to, they have to pay the, the homie tribe have to pay tribute to this 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 other group and oh yeah 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 they yeah, I they, de they decide they're not going to pay the tribute so and uh so yeah so things go a little bit awry and you have a you know heads rolling shall we say and stuff and sent <laughs> off and what have you um oh yeah but the story there's this also this plot that there's this this young girl and that she's got to be in an arranged marriage and the bloke's really really horrible so she refuses so her dad takes her and says you take her you take her and you you train her up. So then she becomes she trains with a. With oh, the, becomes uh, becomes part of the king's guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I forget what are they call the boot. Uh, anyway, so but they train with the king's guard. Yeah, that they've got yeah. a name. And in this film, there's a lot of characters which I'm pretty sure there was the lady who plays James Bond in the oh oh seven, not James Bond. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lashana Lynch is in it. Yep. And um, yeah, I mean they were. <laughs> It reminded me a bit of like with some of the dance scenes and stuff, which was yeah. reminded about going back to the film Zulu because they, they have a lot okay, of dance yeah. scenes and it's very similar. And I know that's South Africa. I know that's a different area, but yeah, you, you've, you've got a lot of um, tribal dances and tribal songs and things. Um, and it's really, really colourful as well. It's so it's it's, it's lovely. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on. It's West Africa. And of course, it's colourful. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's colourful. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I saying? <coughs> so, yeah. So basically, it's the story. You know this young girl she becomes a warrior they refuse to pay tribute they decide that she becomes quite high standing um and they decide that they want to give up slaving and do olive oil but they still have to do the slaves and people get captured and there's a normal tropes of it you know there's a normal tropes and tropes of you know people getting captured and having yeah. to be rescued and people getting their heads chopped off and big surprise fights and you know well not surprise fights but there's a fair decent bit of action in it and oh yeah boyega who plays the king john boyega yeah john, john boyega. boyega i've never really been a major major fan of him because he's yeah. like in the star wars stuff and stuff but i thought he was brilliant in this he really yeah. convinced me that he would have been an african king 
He really, he had, because he wasn't, <laughs> let's say he wasn't like arrogant, but he was, he had that, you know, that this I'm, I'm in charge type of thing. And yeah, 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 yeah. Had, a, had a, regal, a regal standing about him, a regal. Yeah, order. regal. Yeah, he looked, he looked good. So he was convincing. It was, but actually the, the, the acting was very, very convincing. Um, so yeah, I was, I was really quite surprised at this because I wasn't expecting it from the trailer, from the trailer. I thought, oh, yeah, that one. So, so yeah, I mean, it's got, it's got all what you want, really. It's got lots of action. It's got a, a few good storyline. The acting's excellent. The cinematography yeah. with the colors and that is just so vibrant. And, or, um, okay, so, so Sean, I'll tell you one of the things that I wanted to, that, that I don't know why, but eight time I've seen anything about this film, the comparison that keeps coming into my head is Braveheart. And I don't know why <laughs> it keeps coming into my head. Mm. I don't, is it, is it anything like that? No. I don't, well, I don't think so. I don't think it's anything like Braveheart. Okay. Um, but then, then I don't know. I mean, I, I, I haven't really researched. I probably will. I haven't really researched the history. That uh, much, I just, I just meant as a, as a film watching experience. Oh, what? So like well, the way the story goes and everything like that. Take away our freedom type of thing. Fight no, scenes where they're coming and everything like that. I was just, I was, that, was, that was just what came into my head, but I'm not sure if it's, if it's right or not. Yeah. For me personally, no, I don't think it was like Braveheart. I don't think All it right, was. Cool, good. I, I didn't, I did, it didn't come to me like it was Braveheart. And I, I don't think it was trying to be particularly historical either. So, okay, you, you know, um, I know I, there's a lot of. I'm surprised there's quite a lot of, a lot of controversy about this, isn't there? Saying, oh, is there? You know, horrible. Yeah, I believe there is. It was um, uh, who was it? who told me. I was talking to someone. Who said, oh, there's a lot of controversy about that film because they were horrible slavers and they massacred people. Those women warriors and they, all sorts of things like that. So, apparently, they were not particularly nice. Uh, not particularly nice you know they were they was they used to go and get the slaves basically to sell to the, the europeans and you've got people that are saying oh it's not historically accurate it's not you know it's, it's lost over history but i don't think that would really come into it they acknowledge the fact that they were slavers and they wanted yeah. to change that so they acknowledge the fact um yeah the, uh, i guess well, the one yeah sorry go on no, 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 no. Political era. Yeah, no, no, no. We get political. Let's save it when I see it. When I see yes, it, I yes, can come it. in. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can come in all guns it. blazing. But the, okay, but but I for now, but for now, how many stars would you give it? Okay, I'm gonna give it because there was a there's a, a scene between you know let's just say it's in the trailer so it's not to spoil it. There's a, a bit of a romance scene and how that mm -hmm. happens is a bit contrived and I I sort of thought oh no that was but that was very much towards the end and. It's a shame, really, because I would say that's the, one of the few things that, that that detracted from it. But yeah, colourful, well acted, great characters. Um, yeah, I hmm, I don't know. It's a difficult one. This when I go and see it again, I, I would say I would give this a really, really strong three. A really, really strong three. Okay. Um, and and I can't wait for you to see it. You really need to see it. That needs to be your next. Oh, oh, Sharon, sorry, we haven't seen Persuasion either. I really need to go and no, see no, that. No, that, that, that was the <laughs> thing. We, 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 we're failing on a promise because I haven't seen that either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, and I said I would too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I, I think, I think uh, each time I, when I have, with all the other things I have to do, like for yeah. instance, I spent, I spent most of today trying to fix a toilet. And <laughs> with everything else that I have to do, I, keep, I just keep hearing Sharon's words in my ears and I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me. <laughs> yeah, pr pretty much, pretty much. I, 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 yeah, I mean, your review, Sharon, has turned me into like you know a whiny teenager who doesn't want. To, I, I will not eat my vegetables. No. <laughs> well, I think in some ways, you know, I watched it, so you wouldn't have to. And yes. I hope yeah, we we we'll say we that's it. Yeah, I have saved many people. I'm hoping that of those people who've seen our video, <laughs> I have saved. It, Yes, almost seven hundred people who've watched our review. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, oh, all right, okay, but um, so three stars for the Woman King. I will go see it, and I will let you know what I do because I know that there are, there's a lot of my my worries that I have whenever Africa shows up on screen. Yes, that, I know. I know. I, there's a lot of my worries that that at the moment I'm looking at it. I mean, principally, I'm okay. Cool. How many people in this one actually? Oh no, no, that's 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 a mean thing to say. Hmm. How many of these people are African actors based in Africa, mm. as opposed to African, as opposed to actors of African descent based somewhere else, putting mm. on African accents? If you get what I mean, I so, do. I do understand that, but <laughs> I don't think, as I say, the one thing that impressed me about it is it wasn't just all women. Do you know what I mean? There was I, I liked, although not 
not not to a great extent, but there was men warriors as well in the in yeah. the same tribe, you know. So they yeah, had like an army, and and yeah. I like that because otherwise, you know, there's no acknowledgement. It's just oh yeah, you know. She's not alone. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> well, yeah. uh, 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 no, this is a. Uh, oh, oh, no. Okay, no, no, no. Save for when I watch it. Save for when I watch it. Save for when I watch it. I'm just looking on IMDb, and of the top four listed cast members, two of them are ones from Uganda and ones from South Africa. So, so Sheila, Sheila Atom, and Subo. How, how do you pronounce that? Mbebu. Mbebu, yeah. Yeah, baby, yeah. So that that there's 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 that there's that. But mm, anyway, but oh, uh, but anyway. So but Viola Davis, brilliant. Um, let's move on until I actually watch the film, and then I can give you like my full my full prejudice, <laughs> my full prejudice before I saw the film and how it changed all my views and everything like that. And um, and I can continue on my on my quest of getting Africa represented on screen and everything and see if this is a good step in that direction. I will, let's go over to film and no, let's go over to the TV side of things. And this week, about the only thing I managed to finish was I Hate Susie. I think I watched something else, but I can't remember. I mean, it's been a blur. And I Hate Susie, I'm not sure if any of you have seen this. This has been out a couple of years. And the only reason I watched this is because I heard that there's a sequel coming out. And I was like, well, if there's a sequel coming out, the first one must have been good. And it stars Billy Piper, who, um, uh, after being a pop princess in the... After being a pop princess in the... Oh, what would it have been? It would have been the late 90s, early 90s. noughties. Mm. Yeah, it would have been late, 90, late 90s that she would have been a pop princess. Um, disappeared for ages and then came back as an actor, as an actor in the new Doctor Who. And everybody's like, oh my god, Billy Piper's actually quite good. And this is her um, um, link, linking up with a writer called Lucy Preble, who they did The Secret Diary of a, a Call Girl with. And the whole idea behind this is that she used to be a child star. And I think, Sean, what you're going to be talking about that you saw on Netflix has a very similar theme. Somebody who used to be a child star and then catching up with them later in life. So this whole show starts off with her on a show like um, Pop Idol or X Factor or something like that. And she's singing. And when they're singing, they're like, oh, Susie Pickles. Oh, this is going to be the last time anyone's going to forget your name. And then it jumps straight away to 20 years later. 20 years later, she's living in the countryside. She's married. She has a she has a son who happens to be deaf. And it, she she's on the phone with somebody in the middle of a field. And she's like, oh, I got the Disney job. I got the Disney job. So you find out that she became famous when she was young. Was a really, really big star. And then since then, she's sort of gone into acting. And she's had like bit parts here and there. But it isn't like she's the biggest star in the world. And this whole this whole thing is each ep it's eight episodes, and each episode it kind of follows the I think they call it the eight stages of trauma, which are based on the six or the is it five stages or six stages of grief. So first of all, where you have like shock, and so each episode is called shock or anger or acceptance, and it follows along that theme to see how she deals with this big fallout. Because in the first episode, you find out that her phone has been hacked. And some compromising pictures of her are about to be released. And I think this was a big thing when this when the show was made a couple of years ago that this was happening to celebrities. So that the and so these pictures are going to be released. And the pictures are where they get out there and they're going to cause a whole bunch of problems because a it turns out that it becomes very very apparent because of um, issues of race, shall we say, that the person she is with is that she's in these pictures in compromising positions with is not her husband. And the rest of the show is just sort of like following on the fallout from this and how she deals with this and what goes on and what crazy stuff goes on in her life and how she makes faux pas and all that. And it is a show that does not have... Well, you know when you're watching a show and you feel like a lot of the drama is, the, is of the making of the key character, of the main character, you feel like... Uh, that didn't have to happen. Oh, that didn't have to. Oh, and the the situations come up, and you're like, I can see exactly how you're going to mess this up. And every single thing that comes up, she kind of messes it up, and she is a bit of a mess. And that's kind of the the thing of the whole thing. And and I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a big fan of watching shows like that. I'm not a big fan of a show when you watch it, and it's just kind of like it's a bit like um, you remember the film Uncut Gems. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Thing. Yeah, with Adam Sandler. And Adam Sandler, yeah. And the fact is that every single thing that happens in that film, you're like, it is his own fault. You <laughs> it is his own stupid fault. You were you were almost home free there, and then you messed it up. And that's just, this is the kind of feeling that I had throughout the whole eight episodes of this show. I was kind of like, 
I don't think I like this. I'm not so sure I like watching a character where everything that happens and everything that they complain about is kind of their own fault. And I know that for some people, people might, uh, I don't know, maybe it's the point of the show. They might say that that's like victim blaming because stuff happened to her and you're saying, but I feel like stuff happens to her, yes. And there's some stuff that happens to her that isn't her fault, yes. But everything she does on top of it just seems to make it worse. <laughs> Every single reaction she has to it seems to make it worse. She, the, the decisions she makes, the things she does, and you're just kind of like... And so after a while, there's whole episodes of this which are just kind of like, you know, an anxiety attack. Because it's just, you're watching, even the initial thing, you're watching her world crumble in real time. Because while she finds out about it, there's a there's a there's a crew at her house to take a picture of her from a magazine and there's going to be an interview and other, and it's just about how this celebrity life just keeps going all around her and all that so i i was not that fan of, i was not that much a fan of it i know it was massively well reviewed and uh, people loved it and everything and they're talking about a strong female protagonist and all that stuff yes but personally for me i did not get on that well with it i think at the most i can give it is a three out of five i think billy Piper is really really good in it i think she's a, she has a really really good uh, um good performance although for me the standout is oh god what's her name i know her last name is farzad who plays her best friend and manager and i think that she is the, i will find her name before the end of this show and let you know but i think that she is the standout of it and she's the one i was i want to see more of her i want to see more of that character i want to see more of that actor so I would give I Hate Susie three stars out of five. Only watch it if you like watching somebody really, really make bad decisions. And if and if your idea of if your idea of entertainment is watching anxiety unfold in real time in front of you, <laughs> go, go, that's what I would say. All right, and now we go back to cinema. And and cinema on the cinematic front of things, we have Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Sharon, I'll let you take the I'll let you take lead on this because I think Sean has frozen. Either that or he's fallen asleep. <laughs> so so Sharon, I'll let you I'll let you take the lead. I'll let you take the lead on it. Tell us about Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Uh, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris is based on a book by Paul Gallico. Um, very versatile and uh, interesting writer. And so Mrs. Harris is a char lady. Uh, she does for people. She does their cleaning. Um, she uh, goes around the houses. She do, does people's laundry. She does their mending. She's she's a a domestic who will go and and she works in post-war London in 1957. So it's just at the end of rationing. Yeah. And uh, before the swinging 60s. So it's in that gap when um, Britain was basically emerging from the shadow of the Second World War. And for 14 years, her husband has been posted as missing. And he, he has finally been declared dead. So yeah. since 1944, she has been waiting for word of her husband. And she has finally been told that, no, your husband was killed when he was in, in the services in 1944. And you are a, a widow. And so she, uh, while she's doing for one of her clients, a very posh lady, uh, Lady Dent, I believe her name is, um, she opens her wardrobe because she does her cleaning and she puts all the clothes away. She does the laundry. And she opens the, the wardrobe door, and inside is a Christian Dior dress. Yeah. And she's just mesmerized by it. And her employer says, you know, it was an amazing dress, but I just had to buy it. It was £500, but I just had to have it. And so Mrs. Harris basically just has this vision that what that's what she wants. She has an epiphany that for all her work, for all her lives, she wants something beautiful, Hawkeye just for herself. Yeah. For years she's struggled, she's got by, but she's never had that one thing. And this has become her her dream that she will save every penny she owns to go to Paris to buy a Christian Dior dress. And uh, that's what she does. And by a different means, you see her basically doing her her mending, doing her cleaning, doing the laundry, doing everything, having a little flutter on the dogs basically trying to get enough money so she can go to Paris and then I won't tell you how but she finally does get enough money to pay for the dress 500 pounds for a dress and her travel money and then she basically heads to Paris and presents herself at the door of House of Dior to say here you are in her broad cockney I've come to buy myself a dress and the reactions of the different members of staff vary <laughs> some people <laughs> think wow she's this breath of fresh air Others is like gutter stunt, we don't sound the likes of you. 
and yeah. others it's like well if you've got cash we want it because <laughs> money still talks doesn't matter where you're from it still talks and so you have this sort of contrast between the people who see her as this sort of innocent but this good-hearted woman but yeah. effect, essentially an innocent abroad others see her as just someone who's beneath them just uh one of the workers who you have no right to own a Dior dress. Why would yeah. you want a Dior chart? And then others who see her as, well, if she's got money, we don't care where you're from, you've got money. And then the yeah. story unfolds as you see her experience all these different conflicts, but her ultimate game, aim is to buy this this beautiful gown to own for herself. Oh, okay, cool. So, Sean, you looks like you're about to jump in with something. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was going to talk. I, I thought Sharon did the thing. Yeah, no, this was okay with this one. I loved. There was some scenes that I really loved. I really loved the railway scene with the um, with the you know the French French dudes, the old the old boys sat in the. I mean, as that, to me, that was a lovely scene there. Oh, madame, because you know, like the French, some of the some of the French are very eloquent, and you, you know, I mean, I I like that bit, and also the bit with like obviously, you know, like. With, with you know like with cues and things and like you know in britain we cue thing you know and in in on the continent they don't particularly do that and she's like oh my God. so she gets you know she gets a bit hoity-toity but i i i really enjoyed this to start with and i love the london stuff i loved all the london stuff and i loved her story i love the backstory i like like you say with the the characters a lot of, there's a lot of characters her friends and and the people she knows and it's, it shows us a really it was a really caring time and um but then it got, I, I sort of knew where it was going to go, if you know what I mean. And I think in that middle bit, I started to feel, so I don't know, call it cliched, if you will. But um, I found it that the middle bit was, I would have liked it to have been a little bit short. I don't know why it was, because I enjoyed the, I enjoyed most of it. And then I found it dragged a little bit and then picked up a bit towards the end. But yeah, no, there's great characters in it. Great characters, well acted. And um, yeah, it was, on the whole, it was pretty good. It was a, Quite a nice watch. There were some nice scenes, um, and so the, that's about the only thing I can say is it just seemed a little bit long in the middle with, and and you knew where it was going. But hey, in Paris, do you mean yeah. the scenes in Paris? In Paris, yeah. Except yeah. for the, I mean, yeah, with the, you sort of knew where it was going to go. You know what I mean? So there's no surprise. Well, there wouldn't be any surprises anyway because as soon as you know, there's like, oh, Madame, you know what I mean, and. <laughs> It's great, but she, I thought she was brilliant. I mean, I don't know about you, Sharon. I thought she was, she was, she was first class. If Leslie Manville. Really? Mm. Leslie, Leslie Manville, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you take it as the film as the film, yeah, 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 it's fine. As an adaptation of the book, um, they have they made some tweaks. Oh, I, I haven't think. read the book, so I wouldn't. And know. so I, I did. I, I read the book a number of years ago. My friend and I, we both read it at the same time because I bought it and I read it, and then I lent it to her to read, and she she kept a book diary. I keep a book diary, but. She was able to look up in hers, mm. and we both read it in 2015. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I got it for my birthday. I remember I got it for my birthday, so thank you, Dave. I did read it, and I still got it. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there are some differences. The, the Mrs. Harris in the book is much older, um, yeah. and she's a very she's a tiny sort of cockney sparrow of a lady. Yeah. And she's a little bird of a lady, uh, quite a bit older. And there's no way on earth that she was ever going to wear that dress because it was never about her wearing it. And I think in this film, I think if you made a film about a lady buying a dress that she was never going to wear, it wouldn't make any sense. It mm. makes completely step much. It, it makes complete sense on the page. So yeah. on the screen, you could never have a beautiful dress that someone isn't actually going to wear. So I think that changed. So that changes slightly the tone of the of the, the material. But I thought they did it very well because you have to take as the source. And then it grows and it progresses mm. to make it a, a new creation. So it took, I think, it's like some adaptions of books, as I have mentioned before, um, can be ghastly because they <laughs> haven't got the spirit of the yeah, book. Yeah. Whereas I think this, even though they completely changed that one, you'd think that was an essential part. The whole point was that she never wanted to wear it. It was never about her wearing the dress. It was about owning something beautiful. Yeah. And it was like transcending her life, this sort of grey life in post-war London. Her, her scrubbing and cleaning and doing the mundane to open her wardrobe door and see something dazzling and spectacular. It was that it was her dream, making dreams come true. Um, but I liked the way they did transform it from what was on the page to making it make sense on the screen. So I quite like the fact that they mm. took the source material, but then they expanded it to make it fit the media. Yeah, so, so I liked it. 
Okay, so so obviously with this, I think this is the kind of film that even from the title, from Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, from the plot, uh, which can be summed up as um, lady wants to, lady goes to Paris to buy a dress, <laughs> which can be it, it, everything about this. It sounds to it, it seems like it's setting itself up for at best it could be a very heartwarming Sunday afternoon watch that kind of like you know or kind of thing that will be on TV at Christmas. But uh, so A is that the case, and B if that's the case, how many stars did you? How well are they? How well did they do at giving you that kind of film? I think that was the case for me. It was the case. It was a yeah because I mm. went to see it with a friend, um, and we both enjoyed it. We we laughed at moments. We we thought yeah that was you know moving. So it did what it was supposed to do. I mean yes, it was a, a safe bet. I think in some ways mm. yeah. I mean, it's, you could it'd be hard to really ruin a book like that. Uh, and a film like that so i would give it a three but an enjoyable three i mean it, it was it was certainly good it was entertaining i liked it um and my friend liked it um so yeah i think it was yeah this is I, paris it's a fun book it's a fun film yeah i would i would echo that i would echo a three star i mean normally you know what i mean being a blokey you wouldn't think it was my sort of film but i thought it was really <laughs> well acted and as i say for me the, the one scene that sticks in my ass is the train scene. I, I don't know for what for what reason that I just I think I really liked the characters in that that particular scene, you know, because they were typically French, you know, they were typically. <laughs> and it's one of those scenes that, that scene where she's this woman on her own. She ends yeah. up in this train station with yeah. these three drunks. That scene could go one of two ways. Two right? ways, exactly, because <laughs> that's what I thought first. I thought, hello, you know, especially when it's like, you know, you could be. Oh, you know, what have you got there, madam? What could you got? But exactly. Like, and when she, yeah. you see her, she has a little drink with these guys. Yes, they finish, have a, and, have a, and have then a drink you wake up in the morning and you're thinking, has she been robbed? Is mm. she? Is her bag going to be there? Is her coat going to be there? I'm not going to tell you what does happen. No, but it's one of those scenes that there could be peril. Yeah. But... yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. okay. So, cool. so solid three star. Good, good three yeah. star. Yeah. I mean, and. And even from everything I heard about this film, from the title, from the poster, from I haven't even seen the trailer, or from the synopsis and all that, I just kind of thought this, that is the very, if this film was perfectly made, with it, the, it can, the best it can be is three stars. <laughs> this is a film that's aiming to be three stars. It's not aiming to revolutionize anything, but just give you a good couple of hours of watching it. That's what I thought. All right, Holly, you still there? Other, there I are am. other Mrs. Paris stories. So I don't know if they'll make any more, but Mrs. Paris does go to New York and Mrs. Paris does have other... Addresses. Mrs. Harris. Yes, Mrs. Harris. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. So Holly, you still there? I am, yes. I'm just checking that the New York cold hasn't taken you away from us because <laughs> you, you have been quite quiet. No, not yet. I'm still here. Oh. All right. <laughs> cool. cool all right we won't we won't make you talk too much but if you have if you have any questions fire away Absolutely. and now we go to what is i think this is going to be a final review of like there's something new that we've seen before we go back and talk about things that we've already reviewed but we some of us have watched again and uh, it is i used to be famous now this is on famous, yeah. this is on netflix and i've seen um i've seen i don't think i've seen the trailer but i oh, no, i have seen the trailer for this because this is ed scrine playing a person who used to be in a boy band in like the <laughs> 80s or something and is now and has soon has soon fallen out and the funny thing about this is like everything about this film says bros if you know the if you know the goss brothers matt and luke goss who were in bros in the 80s and they had a song called when will i be famous and there was there was a documentary that was made a couple of years back that was called after the screaming stops and it was all about the the goss brothers and what they're like now and how I hope it's not too harsh to say divorced from reality they are. And when I saw Ed Scrine in this film, even his look, the the trailer and everything, I was like, this is this this is them making a film. It's kind of based on the Bros Brothers or the Ghost Brothers without actually saying that it is. So sure, tell us about this. What was this film like? Okay, so this film basically, yeah. So used to be in a boy band. He's he, he carries around a, a keyboard and stuff, and he tries to do a bit of busking and he, he visits his pubs and tries to get gigs and things like that. And he just happens to uh, there's like this young lad who's who's a bit of a drummer, and he has a bit of a jam jam session in the street with this 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 um, drummer. And um, you know, he's a young boy. He's a drummer. He's got he's got a little bit autistic. Um, and but they hit off this real relationship and there's someone happens to record something on their phone and 
it sort of might go somewhere. Obviously, the the young boy's mother is very very protective and very defensive, and oh, you know, you can't do this. So yeah, you've got you've got that story there, and it's him because he's trying to be famous again. It, you sort of get a little flashback, which is the bit we were talking about with the with the bleached hair and that when he was part of the band. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, and there's That's so bros. It, <laughs> then, so I would bros. Try, then I would try to hide it. <laughs> yeah, and there's a particular there's a particular thing that happened, but the manager of the band said, "Oh, you you've got to come and play or." You know, he, he needed some time for something. And the person says, you either come and play or, you know, you, you're gone sort of thing. Um, so there's that. So he's got this conflict all the time. And, of course, the same thing. So you think, oh, yeah, it's going to be a story this, about redemption. You know what I mean? But then yeah. it comes it comes the time again when, you know, the, you'd say, oh, yeah, you know, it's going somewhere. We like what you're doing and all that. And But you've got to drop the kid. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, so, so then you've got... Um, yeah you know and the mother's really um you know oh anyway let's just say it is we were talking about it, it's exactly the same as mrs harris goes to paris it's one of these nice warm <laughs> cliched <laughs> sunday afternoon films which you, you can sit there and enjoy in comfort and it's got all the normal tropes. there's nothing new here you sort of get an idea of where this is going you get an idea where, where, where what is happening here uh, it's really well acted actually i, I quite like ed's screen or screen. Yeah. I quite like him as an screen, actor. Some screen, screen. I'm not sure how you yeah, yeah, say. No, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I quite like him as an actor anyway. And and he convinced me in this is that he was, you know, the bleachy young boy <laughs> band, you know, like the, the young pretty yeah. boy, pretty boy so, band member. So yeah, so that so, you know, that it was pretty. The acting was pretty solid. Um, uh, the boy's mother maybe not so good, but um, on the uh, whole, it is what it says on the tin. It's a nice Sunday afternoon. Mrs. Harris goes to power. They make a good double bill. This would be like if you wanted a bit of, a bit of you know like a few perhaps possible oh and ooh moments and ah moments you know ooh, yeah, ah, uh, ooh sort of moments. I'll, I'll tell you. It would make a you, great double bill with Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. I'll tell you what, short. I'll tell you what, short. This film has got probably one of the worst trailers I've ever seen because okay. you know sometimes when you say like you feel like they put the entire film in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. The trailer for this film is like a three-minute version <laughs> of the film. Like, like you watch you watch the trailer, and you're kind of like, so what else is there? So the other week when we when we spoke about Mr. Malcolm's list, I kind of gave what I expected to happen in the film. And Sharon was yeah. like, "You've seen the film." <laughs> and this time, I think I feel like I could do the same, but that's because the trailer told me everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah, I, so I, I figured that it and the trailer sort of like it goes with that whole heartwarming thing. There's going to be the bit where, like you know, as you, you said, they try and break him apart, and then he's going to have a crisis of conscience. Whether am I really is is it going to be fame I go for, or or am I going to go for something that's more real and be a real human being again and blah 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 and i think i can guess which way he goes in the film <laughs> but, but but yeah but but and it, it's one of those ones as i say it's not about whether it changes the the way cinema goes or anything like that it's about whether it does what it does well yes and and sean you, you don't suffer fools lightly okay no. <laughs> so and from the way you're talking about it it sounds like it might have done something well Yes, yeah, I think it worked. I think it worked. I mean, I, I won't, you know, I, there wasn't anything in there that I particularly got me huffy, crossed me legs, and well, Sharon yeah. knows about those ones and heavy yeah. breathing and like, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so but I mean, just yeah, Sean was, rolling his eyes in the cinema. <laughs> it was, it was quite an enjoyable film. And as I say, there wasn't anything like, you know, he didn't suddenly like, oh, this, you know, like like you would in a Hollywood one where, oh yeah, megastars, you know, and all the big things. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it was quite a realistic, down to earth sort of film so but yeah what a great double bill that would be with mrs harris goes to paris because you just lovely 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 yeah. lovely, lovely <laughs> sunday afternoon british movies so yes. someone should come up with a with a with a um app shouldn't they for that or, or streaming platform where it's like lovely like, <laughs> lovely <lovelies>. british <laughs> yeah, lovely, movies. <laughs> lovely movies for a nice uh, sunny afternoon i've got to create i've got to create an app called sunday afternoon and that's all it's going to be it's going to be <laughs> they're the just going to call Sunday afternoon and it's just going to be lovely films that you can watch on a Sunday afternoon that do not take too much of your time so how many stars would you give I uh, Used um, to Be Famous this will be a three star as well so this will be a three star okay so three stars all across the board Ooh. today we have had a very very passable solid week at yeah. the pictures whether at home or at the cinema 
So, um, oh, I, I said I would find the name of the actress in I Hate Susie, who I think is actually the standout, and is Layla, Layla Farzad. Layla Farzad, um, uh, she plays the character, oh, good Lord, why am I doing this to myself? I can't remember the character's name. Naomi, Naomi, <laughs> Naomi Jones, who is the, who is the agent, and I, and I think she's, she's actually quite good. Right, so before we get on to our rethink of Don't Worry Darling, we have had somebody get in touch. So somebody who actually listened to the audio podcast and then tracked me down on Twitter to find out where they could leave feedback about the about the podcast. It was the, it was where we were talking about I think three thousand years of longing because he had something to say about Idris Elba. And this is a guy called Marcus Clearspring, um, who is at Word It UK or Word It Word It UK probably, and he just um. He what he says he says oh yeah you were discussing Idris Elba so it's probably the recent episode with three thousand years of longing which Sean and I spoke about and you mentioned about Idris Elba not playing Bond because I said that I personally have issues with James Bond being anything other than a white man so possibly a straight white man <laughs> but I personally have issues with that so I don't think that Idris Elba the whole Idris Elba's Bond thing I think is a stupid discussion. But I can talk about that more later. And I think he was he was talking about his. But you mentioned Idris not playing Bond, and you and you reminded me that nobody ever discusses bringing back Shaft. And he talk he talks about he talks about Shaft, and he says not the Sam Sam Jackson version, but the original Shaft. That's the Richard Roundtree. There are a lot of parallels between Richard Roundtree's Shaft and Sean Connery's James Bond. The way they move physically and their coolness. And now the the truth is, Shaft. Growing up in Nigeria with my parents, who had lived in the UK in the seventies, going into the eighties, and all that, and I remember the way my dad spoke about Shaft. And it's pretty much Shaft was the black James Bond. <laughs> yeah, Richard Roundtree as Shaft was the black James Bond. And I I'm like yeah, but the thing is that they have tried to bring back Shaft twice. Both times though, they had the Samuel L. Jackson version in the noughties. And then in then in 2020, when COVID hit, all of a sudden, Shaft showed up on Netflix. There was another, it had exactly the same name, Shaft. Not Shaft Returns, not Shaft Anything, just Shaft. But this time, it had moved on, and Richard and um, Samuel Jackson's Shaft had had a kid who was played by Jesse T. Usher, yes, who was another yeah, yeah. Shaft, and it was everything like that. And, and each time, it didn't really... Both the the first Samuel Jackson one and the second time the second one with Samuel Jackson, they neither of them really work, no, and no. it's it's just something that I think and just to say thank you very much, Marcus, for getting in touch. And you obviously listen to the audio version of the podcast, so hopefully That's you it. hear this. And if you hear this, get back in touch with us. I personally, I think that Shaft doesn't work unless it's actually in the seventies. Yes, I've, yes. I mean, if for, you're if you're going to bring Shaft back, I think yeah. you're going to have to set it back in the seventies. And and as well as being like like the the black James Bond, is also the music is iconic as well. Isn't yes, it? it's yes. iconic music. Isaac I mean, as well. Yeah. He's like, who's the black private dude? Who's the second shit with all the chicks? Shit. Damn right. Damn right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, but I I feel like because because of Shaft and even at the time the way, the reason Shaft became such a big thing in black communities around the world was because that was the first time we'd seen a hero like that, and it was mm. the and the the fact that he the, the era that he was in made Shaft some. So I think like, unless you set it in the seventies, I don't know how you're gonna have to do something different with Shaft. You can't just mm -hmm. be an action movie like what they tried to do with the Samuel Jackson movies. It no, it doesn't doesn't work because they tried to bring Superfly back as well and do a, a new version of Superfly, and it just seemed like it'd been taken out of all of the context and it just didn't have anything mm -hmm. really to say. So, but anyway, that's I just wanted to say, Marcus, because whenever anybody gets in touch with us, we say something about it. Um, Sharon, any thoughts about Shaft? Holly, do you want to give us a cough cool. for good? Yes or two coughs for no? <laughs> I'm not sure which one that is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jared. I've seen the the seventies film, and yeah, yeah, he's cool, isn't he? He's just like he just oozes it. He's just got that sway when he walks, and then that yeah. look. He's just like he snaps his fingers, and all the girls faint and stuff. It's just like yeah, he's, he's yeah. Well, he does love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you could do something with it because there was a whole thing about Shaft being against the man, and I know that them having uh having uh love scenes with shaft and white women was like a big thing back then oh. and and but i i feel like you would have to do something different you have to like maybe jordan peele could do something that but it'll be a little bit get outy that to actually talk about the 
the place of black people in America today because that's kind of what Shaft was doing back in that in those times through through a genre type stuff. But anyway, enough of me getting off film theory. Yeah, enough of me get. So let's get on to. But thank you, Marcus, for getting in touch with us, and let us get on to. Um, Don't worry, darling. Mm, which worry, we, darling. which at least three of us have seen now, and um, Holly, we won't even we, we won't put you through trying to talk about this. So Sharon, you saw it. What did you think? Yes, I think the twist makes this film. Okay. So I think other than that, if it was. Because when you get to a certain point where you're thinking, where is this going? What is this about? Is this, you know, are we watching Stepford Wives in the modern day? And yeah. then I think just having that little that twist in the middle transforms the film. And then I think, I'm glad you didn't spoil it when we talked about it, Sean, last week. Yeah, well, I tried not had, to. I, I really, yeah, totally, yeah. You can, I did. sort of like, you could kill this film. Yeah, yeah you I could. Thought, you would totally kill this film. Yeah, I just, I, I, I liked it. I thought I liked the look of it, but that sort of, that heightened reality look about it because you're thinking yeah. there's something going on here but you don't know quite what and yeah. then as, as one of the characters is trying to work out what's going on they know something's quite a little bit off but they can't put their finger on it and as we're working it out at the same pace and I felt that as the sort of the character um, started to unravel or unpeel the layers of what was happening we were at pace with her so i felt that i was at pace with her so when she worked something out i was in my head trying to work it out thinking what is going on what is that what is all the symbolism that we're seeing going on what's all that about and then when you get this sort of revelation it's like oh, all this symbolism is leading to this and i felt no i thought they did it really well i enjoyed the film and i thought yes i liked the fact that it makes sense when you know what it's all about which is because sometimes you, you get this sort of revelation and you're thinking, that still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> What's that bit about? What about that bit? But this was like, actually, it makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, it holds up to scrutiny. So I liked it. What did you think, Tose? Uh, I, 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 I thought it was good. Uh, it made me, and I think part of what they're trying to do with this film is that they're actually trying to, I think they're trying to make you think, obviously. And the big thing that made me think about it is because obviously it's set in the 50s. Everything in this film is all about the 50s. Sean was talking about the cars. And obviously, yeah, but this is like a perfect version of no. 1950s America. <laughs> it's like an unnervingly perfect version of 1950s America. And it makes me wonder that, with, that why is it that when you think about perfect society, people almost alt- automatically revert to the 50s? And it may go, why do we immediately go there? Because some things happen in the film later on that make you that make that question even bigger in my mind. Like, why do we immediately go to the 50s when we're thinking about perfect, perfect society and all that? The twist, as you say, the big thing when they reveal what everything, because it, there is no, it's no secret that there is something going on. When they reveal what is going on, I have to admit I was disappointed because <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they reveal what was going on, I was kind of like, uh, what? Hmm. Uh, I was hoping it would be more. <laughs> it's it, it's funny you should say that because having viewed the film the second time, yeah, the film is just totally about control. It's all about control. The whole yeah. the whole film, all the way through. And there's so many now because I knew what was happening. There's the dinner scene. The dinner scene. They're having a conversation about oh, where yeah, did yeah. you meet and all that. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. And especially for me. The thing that really nailed it was was the dancing. You know, when they go to the yeah, dancing, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. hey, you know what I mean? And it was, it yeah. was like, there you go, puppet master. So for me, this film was all about total, total control. And as it, I say, it, I haven't seen it the second time. It's like, well, actually, that is quite subtle and that is quite clever. Yeah, but but there there are, and I, I think we need to stop quickly because we're getting we're yes. getting reasonably close. We're getting really yeah, 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 somebody, yeah, yeah, okay, somebody yeah, being yeah, Holly. You you can tell us whether we're getting closer and closer to you trying to put two and two together and figure out what's <laughs> going on in this one without watching it. But it's working on it. <laughs> yeah, not there yet. Yeah, so, so there's the the and the, there's so yeah. I mean, when they when they did the twist, when they, when they when they when it comes up and everything, like it tells you when you find out what's going on. I was a little bit little bit disappointed. Okay. And it gave me a lot of questions. It gave me a lot. Of, I was like, okay, how does that work? Like Sharon, you're right. It makes it makes sense, but it makes sense at a level uh, of level one. 
But then when you now say, okay, so if that happens, there's implications that come from that. How does the next level work? How does the next level, hang on, wouldn't, no, no, wouldn't, no, but. but, (laughs) Yeah, but Tozin, that's when you have to see the film again, because you you know me, I am very, normally very highly critical about things like that, things like we're talking about. But there are things in, there are things in this film that make that all sense. Not necessarily that. Do you know what I mean with the? There's so much. There's so much you just can't say. There's so, <laughs> so much you just can't say. But but it's but there there is there are bits. But I have to say a, a word for a word for um, Timothy Simons. Timothy Simons, who plays the doctor. He plays the doctor in this, <laughs> in the, and he he plays a character called Jonah in the TV show Veep. And the second he shows up, because it, he he's a creep in Veep, but it's kind of like it's played for comedy for comedic effect. But the way he's used in this film, just kind of like, oh, he is horrible. I mean, somebody, <laughs> somebody, get rid of him. Somebody do something that is like, no, do not let him examine you. Don't let him anywhere near you. Uh, <laughs> he's got that look. Yeah, he look. just has that look that makes you go yeah. right away. Uh, in, in it, yeah. You, you first see him, you think, oh. You know, you, you, you see him and you go, he's a bad one. And it, you even see, in you Veep, see now there's some there's there's some threads in the movie about about that as well, which is quite interesting, which I picked up on. Which you probably, yeah, you know. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I I just think it's a kind of film where we could all sit down and we could just have like a big okay, let's go. We've all a seen the film. We've yeah. all learned, let's just go for it and let's talk about exactly we, what this is and what this means and all that. We've but, often I mean, said we've often said we should do a spoiler thing, shouldn't we? And have just like to do a thing where we can actually do spoilers but we actually say if you want to see this review there are spoilers <laughs> yeah they're spoilers they're spoilers <laughs> this, <laughs> this is us getting into it getting into <laughs> yeah, it yeah, just getting okay into the meat and bones. so right. so either holly you need to go see don't worry darling or the three of us need to come up at some point and then just go all right cool that's it guys the next hour don't worry darling mm-hmm. and I, I could talk about the things about it that are that did not quite work for me yeah. and and you can talk about the things because th- there is there is one question. There's one question that there's a big question, sure. And, <laughs> careful, and, and for careful, me, it, and for me, it, it's yeah, it's it's a why would you do that? It's yeah, a why would you okay. do that? Like the way you and and I'm a, I'm a, okay, and I'm yeah. and I would love to hear from you, Sean, and see why for you it isn't a why would you do that? But anyway, that is it. Don't worry, darling. We until next week when we will see whatever's in cinema, and I will attempt to actually get to a cinema. And hopefully see the woman king. <laughs> and hopefully see I, the woman king. So. I, I would like, really like you to to see yeah. that. Yes, let you know what's good. Until next week, it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. And for me. And for me. And... Okay, Holly. Oh, well done, Holly. <laughs> well, <laughs> well done, Holly. Get it yeah. out. Get yeah, well that soon, mean, mate. That 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 you you just saying the and from me that and from me. I could feel the effort it took to say that. So thank you. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you being here with us. Thank you so much. Go lie down. I'd like to hear what you thought of Devil in Ohio as yeah. well. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right, cool. All without right. it causing your pain. We'll do that. <laughs> All right. All right, cool, guys. Till next week. <laughs>